my steward and give instructions to have the farming equipment seen to. With this hard frost, the boilers may crack, and that will mean no end of trouble in the spring. So we are going, then? she said, half hoping he would change his mind and say no, even though we've only just returned from their wedding. Of course we are going. He left off, fussing with his jacket, and gazed at her in some surprise. Claire is your closest friend. Is she not? Why would we not go? No reason at all, Alice said. Lady Claire Malvern, nee Trevelyan, was the closest thing to a sister Alice had ever known, and she had married the one man on earth whom Alice felt could possibly be worthy of her. They were well matched in intelligence, spirit and compassion, and Alice had long ago gotten over her brief tendre for that same gentleman, in the realisation that for him there was no other woman alive but Claire. Just as, for some inexplicable reason, there now seemed to be no other woman alive for Ian but herself, which made her deliriously happy on most days and utterly frightened on others. Then I shall send a note to my sister in Mayfair, he said briskly, and tell her to expect us on the 3rd of January. Alice's fingers lost their ability to function, and the invitation fluttered to the Orbison carpet. I thought we would stay at Carrick House. I always have. Other than Swan, it's the closest thing I have to a home. He smiled and took her shoulders in both hands, pulling her close. We have been tucked away in the country for long enough, my dear. With the demise of the Venetian assassin, there is no longer any danger to your life. It is time for you to meet my family and take your place in society as my intended, I suspect that in Lady Dunsmuir's mind, this reception for Clare and Andrew is to function rather as your coming out in that regard. I must remember to hunt up Mother's jewellery for you. What if I don't want to come out? Alice said a little desperately. What if I want to stay right here until we're married? Once that happens, you'll still need to be presented, he pointed out. Meeting the prince at a less formal occasion will be good practice, you make it sound like a dance lesson. It is, rather. Buck up, darling. If Claire can do it, so can you. Claire was born to it, Alice said stubbornly. I, as you know, wasn't. And for that, I thank heaven, Ian told her with tenderness. Any other woman would not have been able to save my life. You must cease looking at yourself as somehow less than the women of our acquaintance, Alice. Claire herself has told me often enough that if she had the choice of facing certain death with me or with you at her side, she would choose you without hesitation. Alice couldn't help but smile at that. I hope you aren't offended. How could I be when I share her opinion? Come now, the prince is no monster and my sister and her daughters no dragons. I do not much care for Joan's choice of husband, but since he outranks me, I cannot complain about it, in his hearing, at least. The Seventh Day of Christmas On New Year's Day, Alice and Ian and her crew boarded Swan, whose return to life and use from the graveyard of lost ships following Alice's close call in Venice was nearly completed. Alice and Ian, and anyone else they could rope into helping, had focused their restoration efforts in two areas, the living quarters, 
which Alice presently occupied since, of course, she could not live unmarried in the manor house with Ian, and the engine room. Work in the latter had spread into the attached navigation gondola, and while the cosmetic side of the repairs was not yet complete, at least Alice could be confident that Swan would not fall out of the sky for want of functioning gears and steam. After a smooth flight that went a long way towards settling her spirits, they moored at the Carrick airfield in Vauxhall Gardens, much to the delight of her navigator, Jake Fletcher McTavish. The snow-covered field itself belonged to Lady Clare, having once been a large expanse, pitted with blast craters next to the cottage in which she and her orphan charges had lived. Now the visitor saw a bustling commercial enterprise with smooth, level landing berths, steam vehicles to take passengers back and forth to London proper, a ground crew to moor and tie down visiting airships.